Hey, yo, are you ready, man? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. When's the last time you had a beer from a bottle, man? Like, how come bottles are going away? That's a great question. I was actually looking at the beer section today, and I went straight to the loose can section, and then I went inside, like where they have like the the uh, the domestic tall boys that yeah. uh, that are in that land to see if there's anything cheap or anything new that I haven't tried. And I saw some bottles in there, and I was like, man, I don't even like look at the bottles anymore they one they kind of all look the same and so yeah. it's hard it's what they can you can do so much with the the look of them and they're always going to be eye, eye grabbing to where the bottles are just like usually a whole bunch of words usually just like one color and they're not doing too much but i will say those are the best tasting beers probably are those like sleepers to where they're just like probably don't need all that flashy stuff to sell it they've if been tried around it once, for, for come forever back. yep and and that type of thing so yeah. What are you drinking on? What'd you land on? So today I, I, I've grabbed a tall boy of a, of a Martin house, the passion fruit salty lady, mm-hmm. which is um, part of their salty lady, you know, thing that they do. Uh, it's 5.2. Um, it was pretty cheap. It was like three ninety nine. It's a limited batch. It says on the can. Yeah, uh, It's a tall purple can. So it was definitely eye catching to me, yeah. but I got to say, I'm not liking it too much. Uh, it's a little bit too sour. I'm a, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be hard to finish is what I'm going to say. I might have to transition to a lighter beer, even though yeah. this is only 5.2. It's just a little bit too sour for me. I don't know what it is. I like the regular salty ladies just fine. Yeah. And I can drink those pretty good, but this one just has something in it to where it's definitely the puckering. Definitely going to probably hear that if I continue to drink it. What are you drinking? You got a bottle? Yeah, so I got a bottle. Um, I went with Founders Dirty Bastard Scotch Ale. Like, so I, like I was in there trying to decide what I wanted to get, and like, if I absolutely cannot decide, then I'll just look for whatever has a sale tag on it. And I'm like, I'll let that help kind of steer me. And um, like I said, it could it, also it be bad. <laughs> it could just be could, a really bad beer. Yeah, or just just hella old. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's all dusty. So like, it's a Scotch Ale which is not a popular style right now. Like you never really see them. I haven't had one in, I don't know how long. And it's, um, it's 8.5%, um, which Scotch ales are normally a little bit stronger. Yeah. And it's 50, 50 IBUs, which is international bitterness units for the people yeah. who, who don't follow um, craft beer math and uh, standard uh, definitions and, units measurements of bitterness but um it's it's really really damn good though like what yeah. have you when's the last time you had a scotch ale or can you even think of yeah. i'm sure you've had one but can you think of what you I had, had one maybe like two months ago it was from like a, a local brewery here um i think it was meanwhile was a brewery um and they just had like their random scotch ale and i was thinking kind of probably the same thing you were like oh, i haven't I don't even know if I ever ever had a Scotch Ale before. Then honestly, yeah. I might have you know don't definitely don't remember it because you don't see them around. But I do remember being good, 
but then also really strong to where it was just like, yeah, this is a one-time thing. Like, I'm not going to get another one of these. I'm going lighter next time. Cause it's it was a little stout. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it it's like for people who haven't really dabbled in them, like they have the, like the, the heavy maltiness of something like a, like a stout style up front, um, like kind of caramely smoky. And this is, this is no different. There's a lot of smokiness to it. And then it, then they're, they're fairly complex. Yeah. So this I remember the bitterness at the end, because yeah. I remember that, uh, that other one, I was like, ah, yeah, I don't, I don't want more of this. I just want to finish it and be good with it and enjoy it. And that's it. Almost was like a, like we talk about with stouts and any type of like porters, it's just like a enjoy it for what it is and then go back to your to your Keystone light. A little more of a one and done. It is, yeah. And this one is even a little bit more bitter than than most Scotch Ales. And and like cool. I said, it's 8.5. Like I mean, it packs a punch, yeah. but it's good. It's got a um, great name to it. Is is ODB on the on the on the the bottle? This one, he looks more like just a generic DB. <laughs> um, he's he's not quite aged up to to ODB status yet, but it is a good. It like the bottle also looks like kind of old school. Like it looks like, I mean, it looks like craft beer from twenty years ago instead of the stuff now. Gotcha. Like yeah, because everything now is always like wrapped in like fifteen <laughs> layers of irony and references yep. to stuff and metallic foil and like glitter and it has all the yeah all the package of grabbing somebody in their 20s yes everything has like a wink with it because it and it'll be some sort of reference to to whatever like martin house has one whenever we were down there and actually went to the brewery they had one that was called i think it's literally called sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads oh yeah yeah it is Um, it's called yeah which is dope and and i'm for that but like whenever every beer starts to turn into that where it just sounds like some sort of random catchphrase it's a little bit weird and it's like i mean i don't even know how you would name a beer anyway uh right yeah so uh, you know some some some, some breweries do it right though like they'll reference like the the type of beer or they'll go like a full theme of just like whether it's like hip-hop or like 90s references or like um just somebody's name i think we have one here it's just like people's names and so it's like an easy thing they just name it someone they know and who doesn't have a beer named after them already so see like i I can get down with that um i don't know like some of these old school i mean it's in a bottle so that that gives you a little bit of info in terms of of what it is it's not in a not in a fancy can but but it's really damn good and you know the six pack will probably last me a little bit because like you said it's like you're not just gonna knock back a bunch of those in a row it feels like i feel like a i feel like a goddamn gentleman yeah i was gonna say uh i definitely respect the pour in the glass person when it comes to bottled beer or just any type of you know you're using the right glass for the right beer it definitely gives you that distinguished look and then you can kind of flex on anybody who just is holding a can around there. It's just like, Oh yeah, let me go get my Porter glass. Let me pour it in my port. This is only for porters. My special happy vice and bell shaped glass. I I used to have, um, I had them all like I have this really cool uh, habit of breaking every cool beer glass that I've ever had. And like, it's, I have an extensive list of how many pint glasses um 
that I've broken. Like I had some from the, the Shiner Brewery from years ago, broke every one of those. I had one from the, we went to the football hall of fame in Canton, Ohio, not a place where we're at just all the time. It's like yeah. four hours away from here. Broke that one. Um, my dad brought me back. The, the one that I can never get back. My stepmom's from Columbia and oh, he brought me a Bogota brewing. Um, it was actually like a happy vice and salt glass. I had the little, the little bell bubble shape on it. He brought that back and uh, I ended up breaking it. Like I've broken pretty much every, I, I guess every cool beer glass I've ever had. Damn. I ended up breaking. So That's I'm a real sad. winner. Yeah. I, I did. I didn't do that, but I did get rid of them when we moved um, unwillingly. Like they were in a box of our kitchen stuff that I accidentally donated to Goodwill. And so ba- basically all my stuff was somehow in there, I think. Yeah. A couple of her things, but it was mostly my things. And a lot of it was pint glasses that I just had that I've, you know, accrued throughout the years. So yeah. I'm slowly building it back up again. But then also it's just like, Matt, how many, how many things can you collect? You got, you got your shoes, you got your hats, you got just different things in, in the room. It's just like, you're filling another room full of just glasses that you, you really only used your favorite one. And it's yeah. usually the, the, the same one, like the same pine glass is just like, you know, I'm going to yeah. use this one because it's my favorite. And other ones are just for show. And I, I don't know. For one sure. of those things where I'm glad it was like a blessing in disguise that I got rid of all those, but I definitely that's missed a, a couple up, of though. them. Yeah. It's going to be a come up for somebody. And like, that's one of the things if I ever like, I'm real bad about that type of thing too. And I finally got better at, at um, donating old band t-shirts. Like oh, yeah. I have, I have tons of band t-shirts that were all from just different concerts that I've gone to a lot of which are like metal um, bands and stuff. Whenever like I went through the the phase, I call it a phase, but whenever I have a phase, it never goes away. Cause it's like, I still listen yeah. to stuff. All the family, family value tours you went to all the family value tours. It's just, it's just nothing but Lint biscuit, <laughs> yeah. just in all different all different sizes which that, is like, a pretty, uh, pretty good come up to somebody nowadays that's a good irony of just like that that fashion of vintage it's yeah, like, oh, yeah. it is fred durst because somebody's going to come across it so it's like i'll have like i have just like i said a bunch of like random metalcore bands and stuff and i finally started donating it because it was stuff that i either wouldn't wear anymore or couldn't fit in anymore which is a whole other conversation yeah but um <laughs> either way the I picture like some kid like who's broke and he's at Goodwill and then he finds it and he's like, that's my favorite band. And it's yeah, like, that's and, cool. And you I should put I, a QR I, tag I, on it just to see its journey. Like it's going to be a new thing to track it. That'd to track be it. Yeah. That'd be cool. And just like, it's the QR just, it's like a, it's a drive of you wearing the shirt in different places. And then like you outgrowing it. Like you can see your stomach a little bit more as the photos go on. It's just like, Oh, this is why he donated it. Like became it doesn't fit him anymore. And then this is where it, it gained new life whenever it went to the to the good world. Yeah, he adds to it. It's just like a it's just like a shared type of Dropbox where people who bought the shirt can just add their photos. They have to pay it forward. Like man, I'm cutting this out. This is a Shark Tank idea. This is a billion dollar idea that I'm just giving yeah. Don't don't free. tell anybody. Don't tell anybody what we're talking about right now because it, it it is another billion dollar idea. All right, man. So I've been wanting to ask you about running shoes and get um get your your recommendations on that because i'm i'm kind of i started falling off a little bit last year with and it. i'm probably in the same book as you but um i definitely look at running shoes to kind of help motivate me 
He's like, oh, Matt, get you a, get you some new shoes. That means you'll have to run. And really did just become my, my work shoes and yeah. my to the store shoes. And uh, I'm just using running shoes and people will ask me, oh, you run? And it's like, no, no, I just no, like running shoes. <laughs> I run to the, to the, the beer aisle of the grocery store, but that's, yeah. a, that's about it. Yeah, like, you're right. Though, you're right, I, though. I, I want to get in. I was gonna say I want to get into to running more again to do that marathon like we talked about. So, what what's your what are you looking for? What are you thinking? So, first off, I'm with you. With whenever I have the shoes, like I always end up doing doing well with it. What I have right now, I have. Um, I think I even mentioned it last time. The Addy Zero Pros, Adidas, and they're so they're they're mesh. They're not knit. They're very, very light. They have boost in the front, and then they have the the quick strike material um, to make it a little bit lighter. So, like, I like them. I like them with a little bit of a heel stack. I like them, obviously, light. I generally prefer a knit or a mesh that's, like, super breathable, like almost see-through. Like, I'm okay. a big fan of that. And I like I like some cushion, but not not so much that it gets heavy. Yeah. Even if, if it's not so, that big of a difference in my head, it, I like it better without, you know, I told you that I bought those, those Hoka, those Clifton sevens, and they got a little bit of a, of a good, good thick, you know, just sole to where I thought it was going to be heavy and they came in super light. Like I, I really like them. Uh, it, they're comfortable. They're, they're breathable. And uh, I will say the Hoka's none of them. I mean, most of them don't look the greatest <laughs> because they have that big old Hoka coming on the side of it. So I don't really like the logo of it. But comfort wise, it's good. Are you are you a person to, that that has to try them on before before buying them? Like, do you go to like the running stores or the and just like kind of give a good jog with it? No, I really don't, man. Almost like my last probably five pairs of running shoes have all just been things that I ordered that yeah. normally I would end up just finding like a deal for whatever it was. And then I get it. I ordered some, I had some of the, the Nike, the vapor flies. Um, oh, right. I don't know yeah. what version they're on right now, but I, they were, I, I ended up getting like a previous version and I ordered them off of goat, um, which normally goats all for the, like the, the, you know what I mean? For the harder to get like sneakerhead type stuff. But it was actually a good place to order the running shoes from because it was like the previous version that what was hardly any different from the latest version at that particular point in time. But it just ended up being a much better deal. So I paid like, I don't know, 60, 70 bucks shipped for like, you know, $150, $180 pair of shoes because it had yeah. a little carbon fiber thing in it. And, and I really liked them. It had the Nike, the, the Zoom X um, foam in it, which I really liked, which... Um, I like I've heard that. a couple. I like I've heard just like a few. Like I mean, it really just depends on if you want to venture out out of the two heavyweights of Nike and and Adidas when it comes to running. Like if you want to get out of that, you know, a norm, then I have some brands that you can try. That I've just been like, you know, people told me like, hey, you should get these, like the Hoka's. Like I finally just gave in and, yeah. and did the Hoka's because uh, a guy just was just telling me about them so much that I was like, okay, I'm gonna try them. They're on. I got them on clearance, so. It's not breaking the bank too much. Um, I'm just going to give them a try. And I, and I loved them. So it kind of depends on what you want to do. Do you want to go the new route or do you want to stay with something like Nike and, and Adidas? See, man, it's it's hard to fight that that inner hype beast of wanting to get something yeah. that's just like, oh, is this a 
like if it has a cool name like cookies and cream or whatever i'm like that always appeals to me i i've had some brooks before that i ended up taking back um i'm sure they have a lot of great shoes that that it was like the ravenna or i don't know what it was this one I actually, it's the one time that I went to the running store. Yeah. And like, they like watched me run around the store and stuff. Um, it was kind of low key awkward, but it was like, it was good. <laughs> and they were basing it on like how I ran or whatever. They're like, this will be the right support. This is going to be the right, whatever. And they, they went through the whole thing with me and I took them home and ran with them once. And I just, just picture you like, like the, the 50 cent video where he's on the treadmill and they have them like gassed up and then they like have them like wired up and they have the guys in the lab coats just like writing down random things. That's what I picture. All the electrodes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was a much, um, I was basically 50 cent just in poor shape. Yeah. I was, I still had, you still had the G unit tank top with the the weird little, uh, arm straps though. Oh yeah. <laughs> I had to, I had to come up out the G unit shoes to, to try that on. And then, um, and then they hooked me up to the electrodes and, and watched me watch me run with their lab coats on. And then they they recommended the the Brooks and I didn't end up liking them. But this is also years ago. This is before they were yeah. they caught on with the with like the knit wave because they were a little bit behind. Like them and New Balance were kind of behind like Nike and Adidas with yeah. the with the knit stuff. Like I don't know. I get told Brooks a lot. Brooks is one of the main ones that I get I get told is Brooks. Same. The hook and the there's like um the on clouds, I think what they're called, they're ons. I think they're like you'll probably see them around. I love like, those typical love mom those. shoes. They're always it is very mom. It looks like like Sonic the Hedgehog shoes. Yeah, they're a little like, weird looking. So I mean, I will tell you right before I bought these hokas, I was in my cart, had some 4D Adidas that were like super cool looking. They probably would be shit on running and would have killed my feet with the look yeah. of them and them saying that this is a good running shoe. From the, the Adidas site, I was like, "Man, these look so cool! I want to get these so bad." And of course, the 4D technology is just always like a cool thing to tell someone while they're like, "Hey, nice shoes!" Like, well, let me tell you about them. Uh, let me tell you about them. <laughs> let me tell you about them. Are you, you familiar know about with these. 3D printing? Yeah, they look so cool. But I heard that like every review I've seen, they're like, "It's not Boost, so don't yeah, same. expect it." I kind of went a little bit more and got off the Adidas site and started reading the reviews, and they're like, "No, don't buy them if you're going to run, you know, farther than a mile." And I'm like, "Damn, okay." Uh, and I knew if I got them, I would be like, well, I got to get different shoes. So I can't run anymore. Like these are just, you know, play shoes now, but so I went with the Hoka's and, and they've been good. So the, the Hoka's that it's a Clifton seven, I think they have the Clifton eight now. Um, yep. I would tell you to, to get on the Hoka ones, but they are kind of chunky. So if you want something lighter, um, maybe those ons or some, some, uh, Sacconis or some, some Merrell's, uh, I don't know those, those like kind of. I don't know, high-end running shoes that always seem to be too, like, too expensive. Yeah. But you see somebody wearing those and you're like, oh, this guy run, runs, huh? Yeah. Like yeah, he doesn't that's even what care Hoka what he looks like. Too. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't even care what he looks like. That's how you know. They're like, if whenever they get shoes that are just like just ass ugly, it's like, oh, you're serious about yeah. running. Cause you you went for the for the ugly joints. Like, look at him. He doesn't it even matches socks. What is he doing? Like, who's this guy? Yeah. He's out here running just to have nobody look at him like he didn't even post on instagram before he went out it's weird yeah it's weird there's not there's there's not a, a kotd post to go <laughs> along with this like what are you what are you doing right now like there's also i hear a lot of good things about the the new balance like they're 
yeah like actual performance shoes and same I same now, i've actually been wanting to get a pair of new balances uh jack harlow has inspired me to get a pair of, of new balances because he's he's all about those and i don't know some of them just look good some of them are looking pretty good now i don't know if it's just in my face all the time on instagram yeah. like one of those things to where they told me it was cool and i finally listened to them but some of them don't you know, look bad. The colorways are good. I like, they have a lot of like gum bottom looking ones too, that are always nice. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they're, they're on the come up. I think, I think a lot of people were more accepting of the in on the side of the shoe. Yeah. It's funny. Cause there's, there's like a, like a 50, 50 thing where like, there's a bunch of them that are very just kind of like basic where you can see anywhere. And then they have the, the certain, models yeah. which are all numbers which is always hard yeah it is hard um, to, i think Sacconi does to, the same thing but uh yeah that, that's always kind of tough but then they'll have like like because they always do like kith collabs and stuff yeah and um packer, they do packer all, collabs yeah packer yeah things like that like with the 993s and they actually look look dope just for their their casual shoes so that there's some that i want but then the but they have i guess their own sort of boost nike react type yeah foam. i was gonna say they have like those running performance shoes that you don't see on the gram that are just like basic new balances. It's just like, Oh yeah, this is the new balance. I remember back in my day It's the running shoes. Yep. They basically told those guys like you design running shoes. Now we got, we got somebody in here who knows what they're doing as far as like hype, hyping something up. Like we got, we got the, yep. the Travis Scott of uh, new balance in here to, to kind of Facts. make it look a little bit better. Uh, we're going to make the in a little bit more, more bigger on the thing. So people will think it's cool. Right. And then we're going to use, um, we'll use like Michigan Wolverines yeah. colors on it. And, uh, and then we'll get, we'll get Ronnie Fig on the phone. It's funny you said that. Cause like, I'm actually on the Kith site right now. Oh yeah. They have a whole new balance collection. Dude, um, Kith is a good site, man. You can find some real good stuff on it. And I, I almost think they have like exclusive things and colors sometimes that I don't see do. on the actual people who like, they had a Hoka color that, I didn't see on that Hoka site. So I don't know if it was just like yeah. out of season it's, or if it was an older one, but they def- definitely didn't have that be. colorway. And they actually have like good sales for, for stuff too, that yeah. would be like, like fairly limited run type stuff. And it's like, huh, I didn't expect that to go on. So I guess they just have so much in and out. They do. I was going to say they, they definitely have the the drops to where they, they drop a lot of stuff at one time. So not all of it's going to catch. So you could get like a, a random kids shirt, which would be cool to get. Um, I will say I did I did get those hokas from there, but I was really sad that it didn't come in like a, a cool kids box or a cool like kids package, like a bag. I didn't get a bag with it. I was kind of uh, sad about that. Kind of like the Supreme bag. Yeah, yeah, like that. That would have that would have really capped off the experience. Yeah. It's so like, yeah, so in your notes, you kind of want that in your special delivery notes. Just be like, throw in a kids sticker, please. I need it. Yeah. I need the sticker. I need to feel like I'm 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 part of it. But Kith goes hard. Kith is one of those like whenever people who aren't into sneakers are like, where should I look? Where's the play? And I'm like, I always say, look at Kith, look at Bodega. Yeah. And undefeated. And undefeated. I'm like, you're gonna find like random markdowns of some uh, of like some random collab type stuff that you can get. Yeah. That you can start your collection off. Um yep like uh, for, for fairly cheap, relatively cheap for, for what it is. You know what I mean? At the they'll very least have like a, like a Chuck 70 converse that's yeah. exclusive to that. 
That's true. Uh, They'll have like the the Carhartt from you know whatever Carhartt X Converse type thing to where always it'll be a cool little come up. So that's what I always will. I'll refer to you know for people. I'm like you're gonna find something on there. I'm looking at the at the kits site right now. They have one of these Adidas. Are you familiar with Hender Scheme? (laughs) No. Is that like a like a Ponzi scheme? Yeah, basically, because it's so this one is a um, it's a superstar, just an Adidas original superstar, but it's um, it's on sale for four hundred and fifty <laughs> down from nine hundred dollars. Yeah. So the if we're talking percentages, if we're talking percentages, it's good. Now, so the only reason I know about them is because I saw like, I don't know, like two chains or something go yeah. into the store and they remake like real famous um they'll do like a jordan four or something but it'll be like raw leather it's always in like the tan oh yeah yeah color i, I know exactly what you're talking about them. now yep. yeah yep i know exactly yeah. what you're talking about it's made from like a, a past king skin that they found in a tomb it's just like they yeah. stretched it out and put it over a nike four and was like yeah that's the kind of shade of of brown that we wanted we got mm-hmm. it <laughs> They they just they crack open the the sarcophagus they they yeah. pull out the mummy and then they like you said they just start working the 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 human leather and then they just charge nine hundred dollars for a yeah a ninety dollars shoe honestly it's on the cheap yeah, they pro- yeah it is and like I, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start doing that it's like they have really cool laces so bad thing about Kit is you that. went on there to get on running shoes but you ended up in the casual section and you're just like looking at just like just random casual shoes that you can't run in at all. It's just like man, oh, it's, on, it's on sale though. Like I can get just these flat bottoms. Yeah, it's like I don't want these shoes, but four fifty down from nine hundred. If we're just talking about savings, yeah, and that's that's pretty good. Then you start doing that thing. You're like, yeah, I wear a twelve, but I could fit into a nine and a half if it's really <laughs> nice. You're like, I just won't. I'll wear really thin socks, and then that becomes the thing. And then they just sit there so, staring at you while your running shoes are not even bought. Yeah, seriously. It's like I'm gonna end up, I don't know. I'll keep you updated and and, and see what I order because I need to order something now because I need the I need the the motivation. Maybe yeah. Yeezy will have like a, a full-on running shoe <laughs> and then yeah. I'll jump into that. Just start with the start running in your zebras and then you'll probably quickly try to order a shoe fast. That's uh, true. You don't want to run in them zebras. Real quick, and we can move on from this, but it was kind of funny. So they had the the foam runners. I want some so bad. I want some so bad, but I refuse to pay resale. And yeah. they had like the sulfurs and what were they like granites or something that dropped the other day. <laughs> some stupid so, color that he made up. Yeah. And so I entered for both of them. And then I was like, um, I should get some for the babies, for the twins. So then oh, I yeah, tried to- it would be really dope. And they're like, they're like 45 bucks. Um, so th- that's not like they're, they're not expensive. Cause like, but even baby shoes now are expensive. Like yeah. little vans and stuff like that are like 35, $40 for toddler sizes. So I'm like 45 bucks. We can do that. They're probably comfortable and it's easy and it's like completely unnecessary and it's yeah. awesome. So I entered for both of those and their sizes. And um, then I'm working and then, you know, like, they start sending you the emails and the the notifications from the confirmed app. And 
And getting four back-to-back, you were not selected all in a row was just like, I, I felt like I just reached a new low. I'm like losing four times for the same exact yeah. shoe. And like, they brought your kids it, into it. Like they, it's like not a, it's like, it's like a passed on thing now. Like they don't even know about it, but they know that they got the gene of not getting selected for sneakers. Of just not getting selected. And like, it's such a thing. I have a, uh, a good friend, Caden, who's, um, I'll have to tell him that I'm shouting him out. Yeah, shouts he's, to he's shouts to Caden because he's he's getting into it now. He's getting into to, to sneakers, and um, he's just been ordering shit like left and right, just sending me all these uh, pictures of different stuff. And he's just like kind of off the wall with it, just kind of trying to find um, what he's digging. He's sending half of them, if not three quarters of them, back. Just different, like Nike reacts and all these different things, and Damn. and in various colorways. But he's just he's got them coming, and um, and he's already learning the how disappointing of a of a hobby it is to get into the sneaker game. Yeah. Whenever you know, don't let that Instagram like, uh, fool you. Don't they glamorize it? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, speaking of that, I heard about this, and I don't know the name of it, so I can't you know shout them out or do anything like that but it's like a rent like you rent these shoes for x amount of days and they're like all the grail shoes and you pay a fee it's like a there's tiers like three tiers to it and they give you all these shoes that you can select to rent for the month and you got to send them back and it's basically just like a rent a rent a swag um and I, I thought that was a genius idea like basically they have like of course the grills like the, the travis scott's and the shattered backboards and all like the Jordan ones. And yeah, you basically, it's just basically, I think what people on Instagram do is just get them or rent them and wear them for the day and then just send them back. I think there's even like a a small scale, like you can get it for like a week. Like you had something coming up that week. You can just like schedule it to deliver that week. You wear them and then you send them right back. So you never really own them, but you can get the fit off on the gram. So that's wild. It is such a good idea. It is straight up rent a swag from Tom Haverford yeah. on Parks and Rec. Like, th- is that where they got the idea from? Probably. Like, so, yeah, I bet it's probably be, right? uh, Fat Joe's, like his his closet or somebody or Khaled's closet. And they're just like, man, you don't wear any of these. Like, what if we just like let people rent them? And these Khaled's just like, oh, but I wear a size six. And it's like, oh, yeah, we can just market it to kids. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine. It, it's probably like Khaled's assistant, and there's so many shoes in there. He can't even that keep Khaled just doesn't. He just doesn't notice. Yeah, and and he, he's just taking them out and then renting them out to these people, and then like you said, so that you can do it for the gram. That's dope. Like I don't know. I'm I'm here for it. Like it sounds yeah. crazy, and like there's people who are gonna be listening right now. They're like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. But it's like, I mean. Yeah, Uber is sharing your car, and uh, you rent tuxedos you, for weddings all the time. You rent, you rent tuxedos. That's um, kind of how they market it. I think is just like you rent this for a special occasion. You can rent these for a special occasion. Like if you get a like a guy's trip to Vegas and you wanted to flex on your boys with some Travis Scotts, you can just wear them and send them back, and you ain't got to tell anybody you never bought them because they're on your feet. You can just be like, oh yeah, these are my shoes. It's what it is. Yeah, just find some people. Like I mean, like Airbnb, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. You got a stranger just sleeping in the house. That's true. Like, it's it's like if if somebody's already like you go to a hotel and you're bathing in the same place where a lot of people have bathed and slept, 
Like you're, yeah. you'll be all right sharing some, some, some yeah. Travis Scott's for Travis. a week. Cause, cause you know that the guy who's going to be renting a Travis Scott Jordan is taking so much better care of that than the yeah. person who was shitting in your hotel the night before, before you went in there. So I think it's a, I think it's a good idea and don't judge people for wanting yeah. to do this. And then like, I'm sure they have some sort, some sort of insurance policy to where it's just like, ah, man, you stepped in some dog shit. Those are yours, bud. Like, <laughs> that'll be 600. Like uh, it's coming straight out that card you put on file. Um, you got sorry, those. sorry for like, you. Like you screwed up the VHS before taking it back to Blockbusters and they just charge it to the account. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's what it is. It's got to be the same. I mean, it's the same business model and um, I'm just here lost, for it. Lost half the audience with the Blockbuster reference. It's like, what are you talking about? What's the what are you talking about? Yeah. It's like you saw the name of the of the podcast. <laughs> like right. you knew we were you you knew we were old before you started listening. Dude, like I need to research that. I kind of want to do that just for the sake of doing it. Yeah. And and then and we can post it to the actual page. We'll see if they have like running shoes. Yeah. And I could just try them out and <laughs> yeah. and, and and do that. I will say running shoes might be a little different, but yeah. Definitely try it yeah. out because I even like looked into it. I was close to doing like the bottom level tier, but they only had like one shoe that I really, really like wanted to actually. Yeah. And I think they have an option to buy it too, but of course it's like an upsell of high price. So, you know, just like paying any other reseller something. That's that, that, rent, uh, that, that renter center yeah. type of uh, upsell. Yeah. Which is good now. Like if you go to like certain things, it's like you can actually use it as like a layaway policy for some, some Jordan ones. But uh, you can't even get your hands on those anyways. So not for uh, retail, at least. Yeah. I don't know. I'm with it. Yeah, I'll, I'll look into it and I'll report back. Speaking, speaking of selling coke. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest transition in history. So Pusha Pusha dropped his album on Friday, uh, Almost Dry. That's the name of it, right? It's almost it's, dry. It's almost dry. It's almost dry. And it's it's more more same good push. Like I was really a huge fan of Daytona. I thought that one was album of the year a couple of years ago. Um, so huge fan. It was just it was obviously just too short. It's actually 2018, I think, is when it dropped. So a few years ago. Yeah, yeah that was uh, during I, the run of seven track. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think Kanye and Cuddy did that small track, and even Kanye himself put out a smaller yeah. one. But I love that Daytona album, and 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 the stuff before that too is just he's really consistent with his sound and his content. And I mean, he's always going to have a good producer in there. And this one, he just like he basically showed all his his Travis Scotts to everybody on the gram. Like he busted out the big guns for this one, but. uh yeah, man. It's it, all it's Kanye a, and Pharrell, right? It, it's so everything crazy. Is produced. Yep. Is it his best work? It might be. I'll have to obviously like listen to it and let it let it play for a bit, but it has to be. Like he brought out the big guns getting, you know, his the features and then Kanye and Pharrell on every single track, either one of them, sometimes both. Um, and he's just consistent with just like his delivery is like I think one of one. Like I I can always just hear a push in every song with no questions. Yeah. Who is this guy? He's always going to have that, that, uh, that voice, that recognizable voice to where 
I, I personally love it. Like, you know, he can kind of get repetitive on his content and it doesn't matter to me. Like it doesn't, I don't care. It's always, it just sounds good to the ear. I think his voice does. Yeah. There's gotta be like, what's another word we can use? Cause it's, um, there's nothing negative about that repetition. It's just it's like a, a level of, of, of like consistency. It's like, it's like fruity pebbles, man. It's always going to be good. It's been good since I was like four years old. <laughs> it's like, I want it to be what it is and it's, it's what it is. And it's, it's enjoyable. Like yeah. he, he, he does it. It's like, it's always Coke rap and he does it the best. And I don't know why he doesn't run yeah. out. Like he's, he's been in the game for so damn long and um, without changing at like growing, but yeah. without actually changing his core, like, um, you know, core delivery of everything. And I don't, I don't know how he hasn't. Yeah. I how, think it's, yeah, he's, he's gotten better. Every, every single album has been better than the previous. Yeah. He's just grown into where the, the content and the, I would almost say he could like maybe even reuse lyrics at sometimes. And it still sounds really good. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I think his like his aggressive approach to everything is always just going to yeah. have you feel feel a type of way when you're listening to it. Like mm-hmm. we we say coke rabbit. I mean, listening to it makes you want to just like go be a dope dealer. Like that's his his whole thing. He's just glamorizing really the lifestyle does. of it. And, it does. Uh, you know, he does get into his his storytelling bag, and he he does do that, and he paints the picture perfectly of like what that life is, and that's always yeah. cool. Cause you know, who, who doesn't like Godfather and Scarface? Like those are two of the most recognizable famous movies of all time yeah. from people who don't necessarily live that life. But it's just like we, we had mentioned like last time, the glamorization of like being an outlaw or being, you know, shady or being a gangster is just like, it's always going to be there. Cause it was an ingrained in us at a young age of that being like a cool thing or, you know, an edgy thing. So it's always going to be yeah. something real cool. And he just brings that out in his music to where his delivery is always aggressive and he's just super cool and smooth with everything. And he's going to have his punchlines to where they just hit so well. He has different names for different things, which just like you're kind of in on the joke. So you like that and you're like, yeah. oh yeah, I know what he's talking about. And yeah. it's always good. But he does yuck. that a lot. Yuck. Yeah. It's like something that I would anybody else doing that i wouldn't like it but he lands everything that he does i I like the you use that word outlaw that's a really good way to say it because it's like because that like paints the picture like we touched on last week of like kind of like the wild west the you know like i guess maybe the bad guys the under guy or the the underdog in that sort of situation yeah and and maybe that's why that sort of thing is appealing especially now with like the anti-hero stuff like with like you know, movies yeah. and TV shows, it's super big, like the whole Breaking Bad, Walter White, everybody glamorizing the anti-hero, and this is exactly anti-hero. what he does. Yes, that's such a good way to good way to put it. Like Scarface is always like the the quintessential example of that. And it's like, like you said, there's it's the anti-hero where it's like, you know, sometimes we sacrifice morals for success, but it's because we're fighting an uphill battle. You know what I mean? Almost like a Robin Hood sort of thing in a in a in a way yeah, where it's yeah. like uh, I, I, my come up is like it's it's just because of the circumstances, regardless of what I'm I'm doing. And then it's always there's like there's always going to be that sort of rags to riches 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's like with every, almost every anti-hero, I should say. It's always like you see the beginning of their struggle. So you kind of root for them to get out of that lifestyle, even though it's not the most PC way of, you know, doing it. It's just like, ah, you know, he got in trouble with something a little dope. That's all. That's all. That's all. He ain't hurt nobody. He ain't hurt nobody. He ain't hurt nobody. Yeah, it's just, it's by any means necessary. Um, And he always perfectly encaptures that. Like, so I'm looking back, Lord willing, uh, the Clips debut classic. album. Classic. It turns 20 in August. 20 years. So That's he's crazy. been doing this for two decades. That Lord willing, I had that CD and I, I played the shit out of it. You got to. It was so good. Grinding is one of the best hip hop songs ever made. The beat is perfect. The bars are perfect. Yep. Um, him and, and Malice both went in and like, and it set the, set the tone in the stage where they, you know, they had all their, all their cool ways talking about just dope dealing. And he's been on that same, same path the entire time. And this album is just, it's just the further progression of that. Like yeah. I, I had, I had a lot of, um, I try to, to curb my expectations for things that are really good. We kind of touched on it with the Kendrick album where I'm like, okay, the new Kendrick's coming out and I expect it to be like the greatest thing I've ever heard, but I need to be like, don't set too high of an expectation because you don't want to let yourself down. And I was kind of that way with this album too, where I'm like, okay, it's been, I think four out four years since the other one came out. Yeah. And since, since Daytona came out, and it was so good. He's so good. He's always consistent. And I was, you know, Diet Coke, the lead single, um, came out. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, with this one, I didn't have that. Because those first two lead singles were just all, they were, they were just good, man. That, like, he That's didn't miss I'm with saying. those first two at all. And so I thought he was going to, I thought this was going to be shorter. I thought it was going to be like Daytona. And so yeah. I wasn't expecting, and what is it? It's. 20 or 12 songs at 35 minutes so it's a fast listen it's a pretty fast listen and uh i didn't think he would i didn't think he would do bad because i thought it was going to be a shorter project see but and i was still afraid that i was like okay what if the single like what if it's just what if it's forsaking me here that's it so good yeah but no it was it was that good like um one and of the also, that, before we push play, we knew Pharrell and Ye were doing the whole album. So I, I honestly didn't think that it was going to be like maybe one song would be bad, but you got that duo. And I mean, that's the ultimate that's a, cheat code. That's a good point. Like I, I was reading um, from an interview that he did. And one of the things that he had said that he wanted to do different between this and versus some of his, his more recent projects is that he wanted it to be thoroughly produced as opposed to him writing over, you know, just rhyming over beat tapes type yeah. thing. And, and he, he definitely accomplished that. Like mm-hmm. as good as Daytona, it was, was amazing. But this album is even more cohesive, I would say. Yeah, like, I agree. And it's, it's because weird. I love that, that Ye and Pharrell, like they, they didn't have any type of uh, second guessing on them working together to do Push's album because uh, like you see they're, they're friends and they 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 work well together yeah. but doing a whole project together it's themselves still. and then man i don't know i don't know what push fronted them or or what but 
to, to get these these guys in a room and to be all cohesive with it and them on the same page. Uh, I don't know how he pulled that off, dude. Exactly. Normally, like, because it, it sounds like if you didn't know better, you might think it was one producer because the whole the whole album has like one cohesive, similar sound. It sounds mm-hmm. like an album. Every song sounds like the other songs in in the right way, where it sounds like it was it was created together. Never repetitious. Nothing about it is repetitious whatsoever, in my opinion. But it's it's they still like you can play it through if it feels like it should be played through all at yeah. once as opposed to skipping around just because of how cohesive it is. And it's crazy to pull that off with two of the biggest producers in, in history, yeah. not hip hop in history. Yeah. And still with such distinctive styles and still manage for it to not sound really erratic, like hearing yeah. two producers, you would think that it would jump back and forth too much. Like that that's the good thing about fears. pushes pushes voice is to where it can be cohesive even though it might not like the beat might not sound cohesive with his other albums he makes it cohesive just by his delivery and his content the way he just sounds to yep. every track because i listened to this twice already and both times it continued to play his other albums and it just was like oh man i I, it was like two songs ago when this when this album ended yeah. and I was just like, Oh, it's because push is just pushing every, every single song. He's going to give you, you know, exactly what you want to hear, even though it, it's different, different lyrical content, different lyrics, yeah. but it's the same push voice to where it never gets old. And you can just like, he could read the newspaper to me. It'd be fine. So, same thing happened to me too. Cause I, that's, that's like a Spotify thing where it's yeah. like, where it just, ends up going into to whatever else is is related usually if it's the artist it'll go into other artist cuts if it's a playlist it'll go into similar things and it did that same thing for me and i was just like wait a minute i was like i think yeah. I, I think i finished like, yeah I, yeah i actually know that song um so like one thing about okay so the length 12 songs coming in 35 and, and change so about 36 minutes so that averages out to like three minutes a song um, is that it's it doesn't feel like where it's just short for being just for the sake of being short. Like, yeah, obviously the, the whole, you know, Internet attention span thing, music is getting shorter. Song length is getting shorter just in general. But his didn't feel like they were chopped down. It felt just like it still felt appropriate, like it was inspired at that point that it is like almost every single song, if you notice um, there's not like a big lead up, like or yeah, intro right. to it. It, yeah. it pretty much goes right into the first verse on almost every single song. You're right. And, there's no like um, little skit in front of it, or there's no like uh, there's not Kanye just like you know telling his story of you know how this happened, or you know some random Kanye story that he likes to throw in there sometimes. Like so, it starts with Brambleton, and it like that. That's the the intro song. And it it goes right into the first verse. Um, I love that too. That Brambleton beat, man, that is so good. Like, what what type of Mega Man stuff was Pharrell doing at the time? Like, he was definitely on his Sega Genesis uh, Game Boy, thinking of stuff because that's straight from one of those those background music's getting me through a level. And uh, yeah, he just like you said, he goes straight into it, and it's it's good. Like, he starts out real strong with Brambleton. Yeah, that was the perfect place to start. The beat is perfect. Um, 
and and it sequences well. It goes into to let the smokers shine through the coops, um, and it's kind of a similar thing. I don't know what to compare it to because it reminds me of some other types of beats, but it, like it has that. Um, it does, yeah. I got the same, and it's a Pharrell beat. So, regardless of Pharrell being, you know, really great, he can have things that kind of sound similar. I mean, like every yeah. other producer, they have similar. Yeah, it's like a signature whole. sound. Yeah, so I think that's he's probably had something like that before, probably with Justin Timberlake over instead of Push, but uh, no. which is fine. It's fine by us, you know. But he did he did the first two tracks. He did Brambleton and he did the Let the Smokers Shine the Coops. Pharrell was okay. back to back to begin with, so that's kind of why it flows really well into it. But um, I think it flows well with the first three or four songs actually. Um, that Dreaming of the Past with Ye. Did you have anything else on the Let the Smokers Shine the Coops? Just the, it's hard as shit. Like it, it's <laughs> like the it picks up the tempo just a little bit more. Um, yeah, I was gonna say the tempo of it's really good because it's just like kind of zoomy, like zoom, zoom, zoom. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of just getting you through uh, whatever, like you know, driving or you know, running or whatever you're doing at the time. It's kind of just like a fast tempo type of like you know, Pharrell beat. It paces well, and like the sequencing right after Brambleton. It's like Brambleton, it hits real hard. It has like a real kind of driving sort of tempo and pace to it. And then it picks up further. So it's it's like just shifting into the next gear. You know what I mean? Like the way that it, it starts to pick up to the next, um, to, to the faster tempo. Yeah. Like it, it flows real well, like it's ramping up as opposed to like a jarring yeah. change up. Yeah, which and, I think whenever he gets to the to the next one, which which Ye produced, he he definitely puts the Ye stamp on it with the kind of old sample type of flavor into it. But it's almost just like he gets to his destination, he gets out the car, walks into the barber shop, and then you know what's playing in the background: some good old Ye samples. And uh, it's so good, it's so good, man. I love that dream like, of the past. That's a, that's a good one, man. It's like he brought out like the Kanye that we want for yeah. this. Like yeah. for them working together, that's the Kanye that you would want. Um, like a- out of it, like you know what I mean. It, it's it's yeah. sounds like classic Kanye, but but up to date and, and current, and it matches. Uh, obviously, with the flow and everything, it matches so well. I love um, it too it has, because when I thought about it, I thought of Ye's not doing this for himself, so he's not going to get too weird about it. He has to have some sort of direction from from push. To be like, now this is what I want. I want this sound. Make it for me, rather than yeah. Kanye being, you know, experimental with all like whatever he's doing now, which is fine. You know, he's doing he does what he does, and he's you know always ahead of the curve. But I'm sure Push was like, nah, give me give me that old, give me that you know, I want that that regular stuff. Give me that. I want that. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I was watching. Um, Push was on Breakfast Club. And he talked about how he argues with Kanye constantly. And he was just like, oh, yeah, we're buttonheads constantly. He's like, that's just kind of our dynamic. And that's perfect. That's awesome. Because it's like it brought out, like we said to Kanye, that that we wanted from this. And like he said, it's not not like weird. I I love weird Kanye. Uh, I love it whenever he pushes that, that type of stuff forward. But on this, this is the Kanye that I wanted out of it. And um, it goes so well. The um, the Kanye verse on that song is dope. Like, yeah. if if I'm nitpicking that, like, if I'm going out of my way to find something wrong, 
because it's hard to do on this album because it's such a good album. I, I would have been cool with, with the Kanye verse being a little bit longer. Like yeah. it's not, it's not bad. I've like Kanye just, he just kind of had a little bit of a, he yeah. was in his bag a little bit and like, and I like the sound of it. It definitely gave me like reminiscent of like, you know, older Kanye, like maybe like college dropout, late graduation Kanye to where he kind of float on the sample and it's just like nostalgic. That's what it was. That's what that maybe that's what it was. Gave me that feeling. That feeling's back. And then what he do, I think the the what I read was like a a John Lennon sample was a sample on there. Oh damn. Yeah, that's That's the sample that he used, which I love that. I mean, he has that so like music mind tour he just i don't know how he does it we talked about it already of getting these samples and turning them into into something even if it's like a whatever he does to it this is so good it just sounds so good so pleasant to the air uh it is and, it's, yeah. it's still really musical it's something fresh taking the old thing and and turning it into something new yeah. and it lands this song also both vocals for both of them Uh, one of the things that I like, and it's really kind of um, like similar throughout the album is that the vocals are like, they're, they're mixed and mastered, like fairly dry. They're not flashy. You know, there's a sort of like the the way that it lands, they're not super, they're not overly produced. Obviously there's no auto tune or anything like that. Cause like, that's not what they're on, but it's not overly reverbed, not overly delayed. Um, yeah. with the echo effects and stuff like that which it's, is what you would expect simple. from something that kanye had his his prints all over which that maybe right. just went back to him and him and push kind of coming to a common ground or maybe even kanye taking a step back too because i think he, push has been so long into it where he doesn't have to take direction anymore he can do he can lead it yeah yeah and you could tell that he definitely did and that it gives it more of a rawness yeah and it's like and, and that's not saying that it's like um it's lacking like it's saying the yeah. opposite it's more it's like it's more pure yeah it's maybe. almost dry it's almost dry Chris. yeah it's just <laughs> yeah just it's, it's all coming together now now i'm trying to now i'm finally understanding the the album title that's really good because I, I didn't really even really <laughs> you were almost there i thought you were gonna say it <laughs> yeah no yeah I, I didn't like i was walking right into that and and didn't even see what i was setting myself up for um like i don't know man just the way that that one is recorded the way that they all are but that's just a really good example of it and yeah. that can be kind of, that just doing it myself that can be hard to to mix and make it sound the way that they made it sound cuz they make it sound easy you yeah. know like it 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 doesn't sound they make it sound like it just happened like it just landed that way but it's it's kind of hard to do, especially whenever you you use a sample that has a lot of vocal yeah. um, in it, because it's, it's going to be in the same register, and it's like you got to make space for your actual vocals. And it, yeah, it's it almost like always... they they just went in and pushed record rather than like having somebody on the on the on the table, kind of like moving stuff, moving levers, and doing all that. It's almost just like they hear record and everybody went in the booth and did their thing, and they left and they let the producer do whatever they want afterwards, and they were just. Yeah. Uh, they work their, their magic on it after the it. fact. Yeah. Yeah. It just, cause it doesn't sound like they, they didn't force anything. And it's like, and to get that sort of clean sound, it takes so much more work than what it sounds like. And that's awesome. Like yeah. I love stuff. I'm always drawn to stuff. That's like, it's, it's complex, like at first glance or um, 
excuse me, I should say simple at first glance, but actually like complex underneath. Yeah. Um, cause, and they, they make something difficult, just look easy. Yeah. And I, I love that. What's Kanye saying? Too complex for complex con. I love that, that, that bar that he had. I don't so even know good. what that's off of. Just heard Kanye say it in my voice when he said it. Yeah, so I think he goes, like, he leads off this album 4 for 4 because he, Dreaming of the Past goes straight into to the big one, the neck and wrist with, with Jay and Pharrell, which was, like, the, the ones that got everybody kind of hyped for this because, you know, you get Jay on it, you get the Jay feature, then, then people are going to come listening to at least that track off the album. So you're going to get the streams, you're going to get you know, the hype built with every of all the pages going up, they're going to be like, oh, Jay's on this. It's got to be good. So and and honestly, that one didn't didn't disappoint. I, I liked it pretty, pretty well. Um, and it just made Same. those first four tracks just kind of he came out, the gates hot, out. came out. Yeah. the gates hot. Uh, and but I will say that's where it kind of stops for me. So that just so you remember was kind of the like the letdown song to where I was like, ah, that's the skip. That's the skip for me. If I could could do without that song, that would be it. Out of all this whole album, I think that one's the one to where it was like, just didn't do it for me. It didn't like land as far as the cohesiveness of everything. I wish it would have just went straight into Diet Coke. I, I feel you on that. That's not that, that's not unfair. It's a little bit different. It's it's it sounds the most different from the rest of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because it doesn't have a, like a lot of heavy drums and percussion, but like, but I I still like it. Um, I like it as a song, just in general. Like, I like that sort of vibe of it. Yeah, um, and I probably will. I would like it as a standalone. But when I was listening to the album, that's kind of where I was like, all right, yeah. I can I can kind of I can check my phone now. I don't need to. I don't need to. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're swaying my thought on it too, because like I was going in thinking that there was like literally no potential for a skip, and we're not calling it a bad song, but in terms of the way that it fits in and sequences with the rest of it, it does it stands out or like it sticks out, I should say. Yeah, it sticks out at a different sound, and it just sticks yeah. out as like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to pay attention for a second. I can, you know, I can do something else. I can, you know, turn it down and make my order to get my uh, my Starbucks coffee then turn it back up when diet coke comes on so good um <laughs> now like you saying that in terms of where it is th- that's another thing that makes it kind of like stick out that way because it's in between neck and wrist and diet coke yeah so it's i think like, if it was lower down to where if it was before i pray for you because it kind of has that same feeling mm-hmm. it kind of gets a little you know slower and a little bit more in depth in the, okay, in, I like that. So it's like kind it. of like, you know, you're basically running, just hit the hit the ground running with all these first four tracks, and then you kind of get to a little halt with that, just so you remember, and then right back up with Diet Coke because Diet Coke is is good, man. That that Fat Joe sample is good. It's just, it's what you want. It's what you want. It's exactly what you want, and that that Fat Joe sample it lands so well. Um, the beat is perfect. Um, it just, it's a very short loop yeah. and it has that little, that little tiny, um, like vocal snippet that's in there that's sped up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. It's so perfect. Okay. This is corning, but like whenever I was listening to it, um, the second time through, I was on a run and, and I was listening to it, um, and it was mad windy. So it was kind of like a, a shitty run anyway, but 
like I was I was out there and I was listening to it and and, and it was it had played through those first few and it started like inspiring me. I hate to say that because it sounds <laughs> corny to me. And um I actually stopped, started walking and pulled up my my keep notes and like dead ass wrote a whole song in the middle of my run. Uh, that's good. Um, it sounds like I have a whole idea for the next project after this mini project I'm doing. And because like all these songs in a row and then like his vocal delivery and everything is just so on point and it's so specific and it's just, it's just so hip hop and hearing that and like with these tempos, there's no trap beats or any of that type of stuff. There's no auto tune. There's none of the bullshit that you're seeing right now. And and I was just like, yo, so I started coming up with all these like ideas and I had to, I had to write them down before I, um, before I made it home just because it was so like, it just had me in that zone. And that, that just speaks to like, kind of like what he does and diet Coke is just that, like hearing that type of sample was just yeah. like, it, it, but it doesn't sound like, it's not like old head music to me. It still sounds very, very current, but it's like a continuation of that sort of sound that you don't hear anymore and it's what push can get away with and even like because yeah like when you hear fat joe's voice it kind of takes you back to like early 2000s to you know that singy type of you know the what's love type and even even those rapping too it kind of just takes you back to where it's like old old hip-hop um but i will say it's almost like that uh i'm a hustler song that the j thing it just worked it worked for this it worked well um, it's obviously the content was just like, that's, that's the words that, you know, uh, push would notice him say, uh, <laughs> and make it into a song. Yeah. But I think with, with push, he gets away with like his rapping ability is almost like him, like just yelling things in, in a microphone or a megaphone. And it's just like catching. It's just like, he's just like extra, extra read all about it here. And then he's just like, today's price is not yesterday's price over here. And it's just like, it's almost he's shouting things that just go together and they sound so well together. And then he gets his like punchlines in there too. Uh, it's real funny. He makes just something like difficult. Yeah. He makes something difficult look easy because of the yep. way that he does it. So this song in particular, and like whenever I thought about it on this song, it's true for the, the rest of the album, um, is that he's really good at hooks. And, and you don't really necessarily think that all the time, like his, his hooks are never like all the hooks that people do now are auto-tuned or they'll have like an R&B singer on there or, or whatever. You think about every like single that you hear lately in hip hop, like they always have that sort of thing. Or you have somebody who's like, like a Drake who can do it himself. Like he can yeah. sing his own hook and it always lands. Like Drake has just the, the, the catchiest hooks ever um, but Pusha does something very, very specific. He has a very hip hop approach to it where he can, where it's just basically repeating something that's cool and, and he turns it into a hook and it, it ends up becoming catchy. Yeah. And even this one, like, it's very simple. Like he's very right, simple. He ends it with right after everything. So he's like number on the Jersey is a quote price. And then you order diet Coke. That's a joke, right? Yeah. Off the boat. Right. He's basically yeah. just like, having this cool conversation with you and kind of just like speaking you in the cool way of almost talking you into something. And, uh, and he just, he gets away with like it being so simple, but yet 
it's so clever and and punny and and everything he says is just like you gotta if you read the lyrics on it it's just so just like gives you a chuckle because it's like and this guy is good like oh this guy is good like the the multiple coke references he makes it's almost like a game to him and he's winning yeah it is and he's just like like a like a cat playing with a mouse that he caught like he's he's just kind of he's just like he's just fucking with it because he can because he's he's in the position to be able to do that and like this is this song is a is an extremely good example of that um because he just kind of floats on it and it and it works it's like you don't even know that you're hearing the hook the first time because it's not like in some other songs where it's like it's it's really flagged and set off by you know, these heavy beat changes and whatever it is, it's like, it's basically a loop. Like, damn near all these songs like yeah. are mostly built off of loops, which is where, which is where hip hop came from, from them looping, it's, you know, old records and just, and having it play over and over whenever it got to the drum break. And, and he does that. So then, so Diet Coke sequences into rock and roll um, with Kanye and Cuddy, which, yeah. um, so that's been a whole thing like that song I, i'm not even gonna say that there's any standout songs because they all stand out like because they're all that good and this this is no different this song is so damn good too man yeah. like cuddy did the thing west did the thing sad that it's, it's the last thing I'm, I'm sure they'll make up and they'll be fine but uh eventually so eventually yeah they'll have the w- kids see ghost again tour yeah see see more ghosts um whenever uh on that same interview on breakfast club pusha was talking about it and they were just like saying like oh yeah cuddy and kanye like so they're not they're not cool and pusha was like no and like he's like laughing to himself he's like no they're not cool no they're 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 not gonna do it again like he was super adamant on the fact that that like they they are done and I agree with you. They're eventually going to do it. If Drake and Meek can do it, if Drake yeah. and Kanye can do it, then Kanye and Kid Cudi, I'm sure, will make up. And, like, so me personally, and I always get asked this. Everybody always assumes that I'm going to be a super big Cudi fan. Um, I th- we may have talked about it on a previous episode. I've never been really that big on Cudi. Like, for whatever reason, it just didn't land with me that way even though it's super artsy and stuff like that and that should appeal to me um it just it just never did um but he killed this song like yeah. he did so well in this song it fits in perfectly um i don't have a problem with any of the features and we'll get into a couple of the others that was one thing that i i was reading like a, a review um from like i don't know maybe pitchfork like i was looking at a lot of different reviews um, because this is going to be one of those obviously critically acclaimed type blogger, yeah, you know, darlings. Sure. And um, one the, one of the only complaints that I saw were that people were complaining about the features, and because they were just saying he's strong enough to carry it. And although that's true, I thought the features were perfect. And this, I thought that that Cuddy on this fit in just right. Cuddy is not an obvious collaborator yeah. for a Pusha T song. Also, like, man, he's coming out with a whole Ye and Pharrell produced album. Like, they're going to bring their friends along. Like, they're widespread to where it's just like, hey, yeah, let me let me call Joel and get her on this track if you really want her. Like, they're fine with it, you know? Let me get some. Because we're friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, let me get Modest Mouse on here if you want him. I can have him just do a baseline. It's fine. That's what happened, and that, that's what it's supposed to be. And that, like, that's what I like. You said earlier, Kanye and Pharrell, they go way back. Like, did you ever hear they had? They only had maybe two songs, but they had a. They were supposed to have like a mini supergroup um, of Kanye, Pharrell, and um, Lupe Fiasco, and it was called Child Rebel Soldier, which was no, I haven't. Okay, so that that's gonna be. That's the super deep cut. They had a song called Us Placers, and it sampled um, it sampled a Tom York song, who's the 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 lead singer from Radiohead. Yeah. And it was a, but he had like a solo project at that time. They sampled it, and there's one song. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if it's not on on streaming because it was like it kind of got swept under the under the rug a little bit because they never actually put out the full project. Like it was one, supposed a to be horrible a horrible name for a group. I don't like it. <laughs> Child rebel soldier. <laughs> no wonder it didn't take for like in it. Let me see. I'm looking and it's not, I'm trying to think which one's which. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, obviously that the kind of... child because he looks 12 still. And uh, yeah, still, still <laughs> the, that's, he has to be right. Yeah. One of the songs is is on there. Everyone knows, but it's credited as as Nerd Kanye okay. and Lupe. But it comes up on like somebody's like homemade playlist. It looks like on Spotify. Okay, got um, you. Which is something, but that one song. Okay, there's an Us Placers playlist, but the actual song isn't on there. It's grayed out. It looks like it's a song that yeah. somebody uploaded. I bet you it's on YouTube. Check yeah. it out. It's dope. Like, because they've they've been doing that. Like, what was the song? Um, they had some off of 808s and Heartbreaks. Uh Pharrell was Pharrell on and, and yay. And yeah, yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of the of one of the songs that they did that number one. Like, that was yeah. Like like, That's they one. have a history. Like you said, they have a history that um, is easy to forget about just because their history, their their collaborative work has always been more from the producer end, which is in as in your face as it is whenever it's it's yeah. um, like as the the performing artist. So that's uh, they work well together. And th- this is another example of of that actually landing. So yeah, call my bluff. Like Pusha comes in, it's it's kind of a weird beat. It still fits in, and he yeah, has that sort of sleepy. That, that he has a weird flow on it, or like maybe not the flow necessarily, but like his voice and his. Yeah, his, it, it's almost like luring in a way. Like he's he's yeah. like setting you up for something. He's like uh, he, what he references like the what FedEx or Amazon or something like that, and then he kind of just brings yeah. you in with the with the not- noticeable company line and then obviously is is alluding to uh making drops and stuff like that so it's almost just like oh yeah he's back to this he's back to the to the coke rap and he he does it in a way that's very um like you said luring you in kind of like a sinister sort of vibe and he makes it sound extremely effortless on this like like it's in just in a way where it's like he doesn't have to overthink it and it just has that sort of coolness to it. Yeah. With I will the say, way that the flow is. 
after rock and roll, the uh, call my bluff, scrape it off. And well, I say, I'd say those two and then open air kind of too, they kind of blend in to where like, maybe I just didn't look down and see that it changed, uh, changed songs because when they're, they're probably shorter songs and they all kind of just like cohesively go and I kind of get like lost in it. The, the Nego song, the hear me clearly, obviously I've heard it because it's on the Nego album too. And it was just released as a single, like what, a month ago. Um, yeah. So that one, that one kind of stands out in there, but uh, the rest of these three kind of go together to where you can hear the Uzi and Tolliver thing come in, but it could have been like one long song to me. And that's not, you know, putting it down for any reason because they're all, it's all good, but it kind of definitely kind of lost into where I didn't really come back until, until Labyrinth came, came through with Malice at the end. So like, and it's funny that you say that about like the length of them and stuff. Cause I was looking at that. So rock and roll was just shy of four minutes. Then call my bluff, two forty eight, scrape it off, two thirty two. Hear me clearly, two twenty one, and open air, two twelve. Yeah, so literally every one of those songs, they got shorter and shorter through each of those. That's why, um, like, I, it's not bad, like a bad thing. It's just like I didn't look down for a bit, and it was already like yeah. almost at the end of the album. And I was like, oh, I missed some songs. I think I was just like in it, you know? Because yeah, you, you you just kind of like like picked up on it that way, and the the shorter songs, and which ends up you know, leading to the last one that, which ends up being, I think the longest song on the, on the album. Yeah. Like it, that, again, that seemed really deliberate because it had that sort of thing where it was like, it was gearing up for something. So scrape it off was dope. Like hearing Uzi on there, I had to double check um, to make sure it was Uzi because I liked it and I don't <laughs> normally like Uzi. And I was like, okay, this is actually kind of cool. Is that Uzi? Cause I don't normally fuck with Uzi like that. And then, and I, and sure enough it was. And he, he fit in that Uzi is the the weirdest um, feature on the album, obviously. Yeah, he definitely and, like looking through the list. That's the one that's like, uh, what's that sound like with, with push? Yeah. And it was just like, um, it didn't expect, it didn't expect it to land and it did. It fit in just fine. Like, like I'm glad that he was on the album because it, it still, it contributed yeah. to it. And it gave, I think having Tolliver on there on the same track helped too. Uh, it ties it together. Yeah. I think it. I think it helped out that he it wasn't just a, a simply just an Uzi uh, yeah. verse on there. Um, that's a, that's a good call. Yeah. So I definitely liked that that aspect of it, and it it flowed well together. Like it it sounded good. I had no no type of uh, ill stuff coming from me on that. Yeah, and Tolliver is. I I loved on Tolliver. Like he's yeah. extremely consistent, and he's like especially for being a new guy. Like he is. Um, like his whole style and just the the way that that he does his stuff, it's it, it's it really gets sounds... overlooked. He gets overlooked a lot just because I don't know if it's his name, if it's his sound, which is kind of replicated a bit. But whenever you like, just start like naming artists that you like, you never hear someone say like, "I'm I'm a real, real big into Don Tolliver right now." Uh, One, which is okay <laughs> which is not a bet like it's not slighting him at, at the least because he's good and he's constantly consistent with every feature that he's on it's just he's he has that what's the guy uh who does all the r&b hooks the uh um, dollar sign high dollar signs exactly okay right. so I, you again you you said the thing that i was about you were already in my head and i was just about to say that he's the next version of that 
of of Ty Dolla Sign because like people don't go out of their way to say that they're a Ty Dolla Sign fan, and until so they go through their shuffle and see that he did the hook on every song they like because yeah. he's so freaking talented. Like he's worked with everybody, and um, and it always lands. He's extremely talented, and uh, and and Don Tolliver is very similar. Okay, first off, like you said, Don Tolliver's name. He, he's that that sounds like like a reggaeton artist or something it does don toliver like it kind of reminds me of like uh oh what's the guy um i'm trying to think he had like a cult a clothing brand back in the day oh, i can't think of it go ahead and keep talking but yeah he definitely sounds like a reggaeton artist too yeah because it, it's it doesn't necessarily like pop and it's funny because ty dollar sign whenever i first he whenever he first came out i thought his name was was kind of goofy because he uses the actual dollar sign as the yeah. s and yeah. i was just like it just it just sounded like a you know what i mean like the the local rapper who's just trying to to come up sort of thing who's not really that good it just doesn't it doesn't really pop yeah and um which is you know unfortunate because he's so damn good well, one thing that just right quick while we're talking about high dollar sign um i don't know if you ever caught this at like his last album which is already like a year and a half old is the name of the album is featuring ty dolla sign yeah like oh yeah he's com- he's completely self-aware and i love that like because he's basically he was the new nate dog yeah for sure where nate dog could come in and do his thing over everything now the one of the biggest differences is that people would explicitly say even if they didn't know nate dog's um solo stuff they they knew him and they would say oh no i like it whenever nate dog is on it yeah. ty dollar sign it was almost like they would kind of it's they, just they didn't I realize how much they liked his it. name kind of uh just kind of does a little disservice to his talent um because yeah. it's come like a joke on on himself <laughs> a bit um so like yeah i think with the nate dog thing it was just like it's a, it's a name that we recognize like dog like snoop dog and stuff like that and then he had just a one-of-one sound so uh why ty dollar sign is great he doesn't have that like very unique nate dog voice to where it's very recognizable but he he's getting to there he's getting there like he's getting to where you know ty dollar sign is on on the hook Um, because he can bring any song up like he's he's just that good and then don toliver i think will be there too because he has such a specific he now he does have a more specific sort of voice and sound yeah but like but like in the context of like the mumble rap era and stuff like that like he can get kind of get lost in the sauce a little bit um if you don't know if you're not paying attention to it if you're not really big on that this is the maybe we're just old podcast and it's so like yeah. there's gonna be plenty. There's there's gonna be some young kid out here there who's stumbled upon this by you don't accident. know you don't know Don T, bro. Yeah, Don, Donnie but T. For the rest of us, it's like it doesn't always necessarily yeah. um, stick out as obvious, just like an Uzi or something. But uh, like tying it back to the you know what we're talking about with this particular song, like it really came together. And now that also shows that Pusha, despite having that level of consistency that he does. Like, you know, push a go and push type thing. It's like he worked with these two young artists and like yeah. he didn't sound like the old guy that was, you know what I mean? What's up, fellow teenagers type of thing. Yeah. Like which is cool he, because like that's what I thought of when I saw Uzi on the Uzi on the track. Uh was just yeah. like, oh, I wonder what, what he's gonna sound like with push because like push is not gonna budge on his sound. 
So is it going to be Uzi, you know, conforming a little bit to, to what push is doing, which can come off as, you know, ingenuine and like kind of, you know, trying to put on with the, with the, with the crew while they're around, um, which it it didn't, it didn't sound forced. It didn't sound bad at all. So, um, so yeah, man, kudos all around. It's like, it's like he brought the best out of, out of Uzi for it. Yeah. So just to put it in perspective, so push is 44 crazy yeah um and um uzi is 26 so like, <laughs> uzi looks older than push yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good call on that like um yeah it, but it like it, it didn't it, it didn't come across as as forced at all which like yeah. looking we give, at that we give the credit to push too but honestly like if pharrell and kanye were there like hey man you walking in that room you can't just come with your your A minus game, even your A yeah. A game. You gotta go. You gotta go A plus because they ain't gonna ask plus, you to plus. come back. Yeah, they ain't gonna ask you to come back if you you here to drop something small, something not not up to par. Yeah. So yeah, good call on that. Yeah, like, can't they, drop the they, diet coke, regular coke had, here. Right. Yeah. They they definitely no coke zero. Like they <laughs> definitely had the influence and help kind of tie that together. So that goes like we touched on it briefly. The hear me clearly um, with Nego, which is off of Nego's album. Um, I love that song. Hear me clearly. Yeah, that's, th- that's a callback to um, to uh, Jesus Walks, isn't it? Is it? Hear me clearly. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because rappers is role model. We rap. We don't think. Yeah. Like. Um, that yeah, that that song. I mean, it was good whenever I heard it on the Nego album, which I, I still need to give that more of a thorough, thorough listen. Yeah, because I I ran through it one time and it was it was a good listen. Like I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all it of it. It was really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then he he ends the album with with Malice and and Labyrinth. With if you're are you familiar with Labyrinth? Yeah, like some not not a a great great deal. Now Labyrinth is. Um, he's the one who worked with Diplo and Sia on the LSD project. Right? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. We were talking about this maybe, but maybe a couple months ago because I asked you about Euphoria, and he does all the music for Euphoria, and he does like really good original stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely just really, really talented. And I think I'd mentioned it to you, and you're like, oh yeah, he does stuff with Sia, and you know, you throw, you drop that name, I'm, I'm in, I'm, you got my attention. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. You told me about that little group, and I listened to a few of their songs. What were they called again? It, it LSD. Okay. Which is just each of the first initials. Which, which that's it, a good it, name. That's a better it's, name. It's than a really good name. Soldier, soldier, child power, soldier, <laughs> toy, toy soldiers, power <laughs> guy. Because <laughs> you know which one is which exactly, and and it and it's um like their, their stuff is kind of weird, but in a good way. Like yeah. you want that to be weird. It's like a side project type thing. Like seeing Labyrinth on there is is really dope. Obviously, it's funny because I'm looking at the Spotify listing because they have it listed as Pusha T, Malice, Clips, Labyrinth. Do they? So yeah. Well, okay, like, so I think I think uh, another podcast I was listening to was referencing why they did this, and it's basically grabbing every audience from each one. So okay. you're basically grabbing the clips audience, and you're grabbing each each person's like regular audience and bringing them all into one so they could add the which artists are you referring to and you can kind of click on whichever one so that's it that's why it's added it's with the mustard thing 
It is a with mustard thing. Because whenever you tap on the little three dots and you go to view artists, yeah. so then it has Pusha T, Malice, Clips, Labyrinth. And that's the only reason why. So, yeah, it's funny. That's just some some real internet uh, internet level stuff. But obviously him bringing uh, Malice. I'm, I'm surprised that they, they credit it as Malice instead of no Malice. Since after, you know, for, for people who aren't as familiar, so uh, Pusha T and Malice are brothers. They were, you know, obviously they formed Eclipse. And then um, Malice began making Christian music and completely like left all that behind. And he changed his name to No Malice. And that's what he was releasing like Christian music under uh, under that moniker. And so he normally... more you know moment. The more you know, yeah, for sure. And <laughs> like, and they never really worked together ever. Like now they did have, they were together on Use This Gospel on on yeah. Kanye's Jesus is King album, yep. which is a really, which is a really dope song. Like they had, uh, they both went in, they both killed that verse, their, their verses. That that song had Kenny G on it. Yeah, I like that we song. talked about it. Dude, during the, the the Kanye episode we talked about, like that we went to the Sunday service, like I'm so disappointed that the week before was the first public um, Sunday service that they did at, at the forum in LA um, down in Inglewood. Like they had, they actually brought out uh, both Pusha T really. and Malice and Kenny, and Kenny G. G. I was going to say, don't, don't, uh, don't level don't down front, Kenny G. Yeah. Don't, fr- don't, don't front on Kenny G. And like, so whenever you know, I first got the, the tickets or whatever online, I was like, please, 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 God, let yeah. the clips and Kenny G be there. And I can knock out all these like grail artists at once. Cause that was like, that's never going to happen. You're not going to see the clips anywhere. And um, like, but it was dope that he, he was, he, he brought him out for this. Um, and they they did their thing. It was a hell of a way to cap off the album, man. Yeah, like yeah, it it, it sounds great. That's I think the most just hearing like commentary from the album over the weekend. That's everybody's favorite track. Like I, I have a more personal favorite track. Like I love the start of the album. Like I think that cohesiveness of the front of the album is better and more my style. But I could see why everybody would be drawn to to the sound of this one, and then the whole malice feature and the labyrinth and it just sounding a particular way and it's longer than anything you know, like you said yeah. and uh it caps off the album pretty good to where it grabs your attention after those songs that we re-referenced to being short this one kind of is like oh wait let me pay attention again this is a good one this is this is this is a fine finale like let me uh let me watch the final episode of this one yeah they're bringing it home and that's exactly what they did of course like if you're gonna feature him you're gonna put that as the last song because that's like it's it's fan service just seeing them together because it's like we always love to see it and they, they didn't disappoint like it, it landed exactly how you would want it to um malice can rap just as good as he ever could and it's like i, I always like the fact that they basically have the same voice yeah like <laughs> and they're hard to tell apart like they're definitely yeah. brothers they look alike um and oh yeah i fully thought they were 10 or twins like the first five years that i knew clips or whatever I just thought they were twins. So oh, oh, for sure, for sure. Like, um, they still. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they are. Uh, I'm so, <laughs> they, yeah, they, they, they could be. I don't know. They, they gotta be. be right because they're so because they're so in sync. Like, man, it's crazy that you can have a, 
two brothers that both have that that rapping ability. Yeah, that are that good, like you know what I mean, side by side, and they can actually um actually do that and make it land. It's that's kind of wild, man. Cause that, yeah. that's not. I can't think of, especially like in in the hip hop space. I can't think of any other. Yeah, I'm trying to think of brothers. Definitely, like, like of course, you have like the families of like the Jacksons and um, the the Wayne's brothers uh, <laughs> with their the Wayne's of brothers of rap. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. But, uh, but rappers, especially like so close in age and so close in like sound, that it's it's pretty crazy to have that that yin and yang, and really, it's not even it's a yin and yin and yang and yang of a of a rap duo to where they just like they bounce stuff like off each other perfectly like they're they're one they're, they're yeah. the real in sync yeah yeah no they they really are it's funny that you used um uh that, that you that you use the yin and yang because yin yang twins were brothers so like, <laughs> no they weren't no they weren't i don't believe you <laughs> like so that, that's that's a that's a good they're not twins though i, I was like yeah this is another more you know moment Cause I was like, cause you said that. And I was like, wait a minute, they're brothers. So like I pulled up the Wikipedia and it gives their, 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 you know, their real names, their governments, and then their date of birth. And it says they are not actually twin brothers. Lies. They they go out of their way to to tell you that, but, um, this whole time, I think we're missing something very obvious and we're going to think about it. And some people are going to just be like, Oh, these are brothers too. Stupid. But uh, again, it's got to be right now. Warren G and Dre are like, I think they're step brothers. They're either half brothers or step brothers. You and Aubrey Graham, I guess. Not Drake, but Aubrey. Yeah, not Drake. No, me and Wheelchair Jimmy (laughs) are the same dads. Same dads. Yeah. Same dads for sure. One, um, one, one, I think, miss on this this album is i wish she would have had a song with bad bunny named mexican coke um i just thought that would just blast us off into the other atmosphere of, of streams and him being you know in the next uh he would be in real coachella and not coachella he would have his own coachella headline um I, and I, it just writes itself i mean i can think Do of we need, okay so like that's so good like I'm not even laughing at that. Like I want to snap my fingers. Like I'm at like a poetry slam or something. Cause that's, that's so damn good. Mexican Coke. Um, that that's so damn good. I could hear the, the, the mariachi type type beat to it. And then maybe even like, you know, like it's a little bit of trash can, just a little bit of drums. And then you get bad bunny on the hook and it's just push saying all the, all the Mexican slang that he can think of, uh, and then just referencing, you know, every every type of uh, Latino type Coke reference that he can. And uh, it just sounds I could hear it in my head. I, I, I'm giving billion dollar ideas out this whole this whole episode, Chris. We might even have to just cut the whole thing. We're just going to cut the whole thing and then and just uh, and tuck it away on the thumb drive or something. So it's not online. So yeah. that, that people can't get to it. Either that or we just start like a Twitter campaign. And, yeah. And we just we tweeted them both until they. Make Coke um, Mexican again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so like the hashtags are writing themselves. So yeah. like and they would, they would if the song dropped, man. Just think how many TikTok gram stuff that would be uh Mexican Coke. I mean, I think Coke just needs to write the check right now to me. Next next episode will be sponsored by Coca-Cola. You might have heard of them. By 
That's going to be the can sound at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. What are you drinking, Chris? Oh, I'm drinking Coke Zero Plus, which Coke you Zero might not Plus. have because it's a feature on our podcast alone. Because um, we just made them a billion dollars by this Mexican Coke reference that's on this album that I put together. You've heard it here first. Damn, that's um, so good. That's like the whole Bad Bunny Drake thing that we thought about. It's just like it's going to happen. And when it happens, and it didn't actually blow up as big as we thought, I think it still blew up, but it no, it. What maybe... are you talking about? <laughs> it did. It did. Um, I got to look it up real quick just to see. So on YouTube, it, that the. Um, the Bad Bunny and Drake song has 1.3 billion views. <laughs> it went mer. Got a good. Yeah, it, went, it went full mer. <laughs> I remember that South Park episode. Um, yeah, it, okay, like, I guess that's. I guess that's pretty good. It went double mer. Like we're gonna have to have a whole episode about about that about the the like Latin trap, Latin hip hop, and and stuff like that because it ends up being like. It's so extremely huge, and I think it's kind of like a thing that, like, American people just kind of, yeah. I, I I think American people tend to think that, like, that our way is the only way. And yeah, and, man, it's like, oh, y'all got you know, yeah, you're going, you're going platinum, we're going mer over here. That's like, you know, ten times platinum in y'all's eyes, because man, they they listen to the hell out of that stuff, and it's yeah, the numbers aren't even close, like. You can talk about Drake all you it's want, but when you're talking about global stuff, like that's like what like we said before, you want the cheat code, you want the streams, just throw a Latin artist on there because you're gonna get all their audience. That's a fact. As a matter Both of fact, Chris, <laughs> this podcast is <laughs> will be Chris Gonzo and you know Jay Balvin next. We're just gonna tag him in everything. Facts. Like, yeah, like you can look up, you look up Jay Balvin or Ozuna. And see how many videos on YouTube they have that are over a billion. Yeah. Like that's that's light work. Like I I searched Ozuna where we were talking about it. So yeah, first one 1.5 billion. Then there's one with 2.3. That's and crazy, then here's man. one, here's one with Romeo Santos, who also is gonna do numbers 1.7 billion, 2.2 billion. Like that's just what <laughs> they do. So that's like I said, yeah. we're gonna have to have a have a full deep dive breakdown on that because like because I'm into yeah. it. But Maluma, um, Maluma, Don Tolliver, like you got all those guys. <laughs> Dude, every time I hear Don Tolliver, I think um Don Francisco from um from Salvador Gigante, like okay, watching yeah. that at my at my um uh, like at my grandparents' house on on Saturday. That's good. Like, dude, that's the the like in the Venn diagram of who would listen to our, our podcast of like older hip hop heads who also remember yeah. these Mexican shows from their childhood. Like there's, yeah. nobody's going to know what the hell we're talking about, but there's going to be one person who's like, I get what, all that's of That's why this. we do it. That's why we do it. We do it for why that we, one why person. we put in the, the hours, the days. Yeah. This is why we put that work in is for that one person who's yeah. like everything that you talked about speaks to me culturally. Yeah. I too run <laughs> and love hype bee shoes and craft beer and yeah. obscure Mexican TV shows and hip hop. 